That was my falsetto. I don't even know what that word means. Falsetto? Yeah. It's like when you, it, you know Maroon 5? Yeah. Uh, he sings falsetto 90% of the time. Like, like, so basically he sings like a girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick Mahomes' voice. Wow, there it is. Um, <laughs> well, Leftovers, if you're new, Leftovers is shorter conversations. It is 15 minutes, no notes, no prep. Travis just read a title of what we want to talk about, and so I told him he needs to set it up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, throwing a quick slant, dark pass. Boom. Uh, what types of worship music should be sang in the church? Should be sung in the church or sang? I said sang. Sang. So, sang it. So here's a here's a fun fact about me. I can't spell. <laughs> I can't pronounce words. I'm horrible at grammar. <laughs> Basically, I'm an ignoramus. So. Wow, wow. Well, there it is. Um, song. What songs, what types of songs should be sung in the church? Yeah. Songs that glorify Jesus. Okay, there you go. What types of songs glorify Jesus? S- uh, songs that sing things that are true about Jesus. Okay. Should you sing worship songs... Um, should you sing worship songs? Should you listen to worship songs? Should you participate in any way with worship songs that are produced by um, unorthodox Christians? See, that's a different question. It is. That is an entirely different question. We, sh- we started somewhere, and now we're here. <laughs> here um, we are. <laughs> started from the bottom, now we're here. Hey. Uh, Okay, so this is a big conversation, and I thought Travis might want to go here. That's why I told him to set it up, because just saying, like, let me just be quick and brief here. Um, saying, what song should we sing? I'm not trying to be, like, difficult and, and hard-headed by saying songs that glorify Jesus. What kind of music it is, the, the style, people may disagree with me. I think it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, if, if the song glorifies Jesus, that's the song that you should sing. Now, if... You have a song that says true things about Jesus, but is produced by a church or a an artist that a worship artist that does not hold to Orthodox Christianity. And I don't think there's a problem with this here. I don't normally do this, but I'll drop a name for you: uh, Bethel Church um, out in Redding, California. I think um, I. I, I'm, I'm, I'm often cautious about dropping names because you, you want to be careful about taking a few sound bites and calling somebody a heretic. Um, that church is full of heresy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just is. I mean, they, yeah. we, we, that's a whole other episode. We can get into weird stuff. But um, So Bethel will produce some songs that you've probably heard. Yeah. Okay, And are really catchy. And are catchy. And some of their songs, the song in and of itself, is true. It says true things. Yeah. Um, over and over and over again. <laughs> over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm no longer a slave. Yes, yeah, that's a Bethel song, okay? Yeah, um, so should we sing those songs is the question. Um, you start. I have something. I've just been talking a lot. So you start with us, and then I'm going to jump in. Yeah, so I would actually, to, to a small extent, push back on one of the things you said. Okay. Um, I think that style can matter. I don't, I'm not saying it does. I'm saying it can. Okay. Um, but that goes for anything. That goes for also um, preaching. Um, okay. I think that um, when you start preaching or singing or doing something that can cause a stumbling block and that can get in the yes. way yes. of that true message. I agree with that. So that's all I'm saying. So like, would 
would you want a screamo band, Christian band, to come and uh, lead worship on a Sunday of corporate worship? Um, I think that that would cause. I think that would get in get in the way of yeah, some people's yeah, minds. Yeah. And I, am I saying am I am I like against that or am right. I against Christian rap? No. Right. I'm not. Right. I, I think some of it's legit. Right. But I think that it can, some of it can get in the way and take away from the message. So yes. it probably would not be most wise. Yeah, I can. I'm, I'm with you on that. That's all I'm saying there. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I agree. If, if it's if it's truth that is extracted from the Bible, that's making much of Christ and that's representing uh, our relationship with Jesus well, and even to the point of our sin and our need for a Savior and the gospel and the goodness of Christ. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with it. I don't care if you play guitar or not. Right. You, you, don't, you don't even need a guitar. You can just sing, yeah. uh, regardless. Um, but yeah, uh, should we be singing songs from that, that were produced and written by heretics? Um, or even people that are outside of the orthodox right. way of thinking. So right. maybe they're not full-blown heretics, but they're right. like, hey, these people are pretty sketchy and shady over here in the corner. I argue no. I, I, I don't think that that is wise. Okay. Uh, let's play, I'll play devil's advocate. Um, so do you think it's a sin? Uh, do I think it's a sin? No, no, no. I don't, I just don't think it's wise. I think this is a wisdom issue. Okay. That's important. Um, so at, at our church, at Mission Way, um, we have somewhat recently, uh, decided to, among leadership and those that pick the worship songs, we decided to um, kind of move away from picking some songs from from churches that we know teach heresy, yeah. okay? Um, because you can get into muddy waters here. If you call out specific churches and start there, you can get into muddy waters and you can say, well, this church had some affiliation with them, so what about that? So we just, the line for us is, if we know, if we are aware of and are confident in saying this church teaches heresy and they produce worship music, um, we're going we're gonna to not sing their songs, Um and one of the main reasons for me, this is personally for me, um, is because uh, in the way that the music world works, and I don't want to go too deep into this, when we sing their songs, they get money from that. Um, so it is essentially financially supporting a church that teaches heresy. And I know some people's conscience, they're, they're okay with that um, to an extent, but I personally am not. Um, right. I, that bothers me to an extent that I, I, can't, I can't continue to do that. Um, and so if, the, if there's a way to work around that, it, it would be a little bit different for me, but I don't think there is. Um, because you can say, you can say, well, you know, what if this one song is true and it's good and, it, and it's so Christ exalting? Why would you not sing that? Um, and my, my argument is, well, I don't want to financially support that ministry, but also I don't want to sing a song at the end of it, you put up credits and it says, for example, we have already used them, Bethel Music, and somebody goes, oh, Bethel, that was a great song. Let me go hear more of their stuff. And that's Let me real. go listen to their teaching. That's yeah. real. Yeah. So that's another reason. Yeah. So worship music is an extension of worship. Worship in its pinnacle is preaching. Preaching um, the word of God is the, is the centerpiece of every church service, mm-hmm. uh, or at least it should be. So um, the, 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 the presentation and the proclamation of the Word of God within its proper context and teaching and admonishing and, exhort, and exhorting, and that's what it's all about. And 
worship music is just an extension of the overall worship experience. Yeah. Right. Um, therefore, worship music is another opportunity for teaching. Right. So music and the singing that's done is a teaching avenue. It's mm-hmm. still uh, it's still um, an opportunity to present truth for your congregation, for the church to be singing truth out loud. They're going to be learning and reading things out on the screen as they go. So uh, taking words seriously matters. Yep. So words matter. English and grammar all of these things, even though I argue, I admitted in the beginning of this, I stink at grammar and words. Right, they're important. Right. Um, so, and another argument on on top of the two is I agree with you. The the two that you just presented there. Uh, one, I don't want to financially give to a false church, and two, I don't want people at my church to think that I agree with them and then to right. go and to go listen to their teaching. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of different avenues that's just not wise there. But in addition to that. I don't know what they meant when they wrote that song. True. I have no idea. Like they wrote this song, and it, and, and, and at surface level glance, you're like, okay, that kind of. It, some of the things are ambiguous. Some of the things are kind of confusing because it's really right. artsy and kind of weird. But right. overall, I can see where they're going with this. Right. But so much of it is is based off of your interpretation. It's subjective. Yeah. You're reading. You're reading the verses before you actually maybe uh, play the song, and you're like, yep. Okay, you know, I can kind of see they keep saying that God, you know, God is God's an ocean. Sure, he's really deep. He's vast. That's okay. Right. You know, and but what did they mean when they said that? The the language is so ambiguous yeah. that I have no idea what, the, what what's actually being presented. So you may be able to make an argument that it could potentially be exalting Christ. Right. But in reality, it doesn't really mean anything. Right. It's a bunch of hogwash. Right. So I think that uh, words really matter in all this, so um, that's another reason why I don't think it would be helpful. I think we need to be singing um, concrete truths yeah. <clears throat> that objectively exalt Christ and yep. teach us yep. all and remind us all of biblical truths. Yep. Yeah, and, and I would go with, uh, I think it was Piper, John Piper, who made the argument that you don't need to sing songs uh, from, from churches or people that, that are heretical um, because there's such a vast library of right. rich music out there. Um, there's so much good stuff out there that you don't need to. Um, I mean, even if you, if you want to sing hymns, you can sing them with modern music. Um, yep. You know, we, we're trying to, we've tried to incorporate a few more hymns around Mission Way, but we don't want to change the style of music that we have because people really enjoy that. And, and, it's, and, and so I'm like, we don't have to change the style. We can sing some of these rich songs. And there are some modern songs from solid churches, solid people um, that are really good as well. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, there's just too much good stuff out there that you don't have to. Um, and, and, I, and let me be honest, like, there's one song in particular, there's a few, but there's one in particular that sticks out that we can't sing anymore because we've decided not to pull from some of these artists. And I won't say what it is um, because it could go- take us down a rabbit hole. I want to know. I'll tell you after the podcast. And if you really want to know, you can text me. I'll tell you. I just I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Um, but there's one song in particular. It is, it is probably my favorite worship song in the, of the modern era. And I cannot sing it in, in church because... I, I, I just can't. 
Right. Based off of everything. Based off of my conviction here, I can't. And so, um, it wasn't, you know, I'm like, man, I, I, I love that song and I'm not, I'm with Travis. This is not a sin issue. Mm -hmm. If you disagree with me on this, great. That's, that's awesome. You know, this is just my conviction about it. I'm just sharing it. So, yeah. And you may think that I'm about to go a little bit too hard here, Kenny and everybody else, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I just want y'all to think about something real quick. This is my shocked face. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Satan disguises himself as the angel of light and, um, second uh, Corinthians teaches us that his, his servants are also being disguised as servants of righteousness and of light. So what does that mean? False teachers look really good hmm. and Satan, um, the greatest lie that somebody can tell has truth in it actually has the majority of truth riddled throughout it. And it's just poisoned with a little bit of falsehood yeah. um, because it's the most deceptive, right? You know, it, 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 it that, that the best of the best lies are 99% true yeah. with that one little stitch of a lie in there that will actually damn you in the end. Yeah. So, um, you may argue from, I've heard it as the fish and bones argument that, well, if you eat a fish, you can eat all the meat off of it. You just need to spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, how much poison poisons the entire well? And I just don't understand that argument that we have, to your argument, truth. Right. We have a, a huge, massive pool of songs that do nothing but exalt Christ over here. Yeah. Um, why in the yeah. world would we want to uh, walk towards the direction of falsehood in and, 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 and it's just, it's, it's foolish beyond regard to me because not only are you playing with fire and you're in hot coals, you're keeping, keeping them close to your chest, but you're now endangering your flock because you're presuming that every single one of your members has enough maturity and wisdom and discernment and discretion mm-hmm. to be able to say, oh, that's not true. Yeah. And then to spit that out and to take on the good, I think um, it's very foolish. Yeah, I, I I would not say it exactly as strongly as Travis said it. Um, so we have a slight difference there, but I, I understand and agree with the, the thought flow there. And I would say this as an illustration, maybe to kind of begin to wrap it up. Um, I would not, again, we've been using them as an example this whole time. I would not play a Bethel song in our church for the same reason that I wouldn't play a clip from their pastor teaching when he said something true um, for a lot of the same reasons, not all the same reasons, yep. but a lot of the same reasons I wouldn't play a clip from Bill Johnson, the pastor of Bethel in my service. If he said something that was true in the moment, cause he sometimes says things that are true. Absolutely. Broken clock is right uh, twice a day, right? Twice a day. Yeah. Unless it's 24 hour. Are there 24 hour clocks? Analog uh, clocks? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that was, a, that was weird. Once um, a day, at least. So, I would not do that for this much of the same reason. And right. so, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting conversation. A lot of people are talking about this in the church today because um, it does matter. Um, and I would just encourage you to think deeply about it, especially if you're a pastor or in charge of music at your church in any way. I mean, even if you're not and your church is playing some of these songs, um, I'd, I'm not 
telling you to go to your pastor and say, stop playing these songs, but I would challenge you to go to your pastor and have an honest conversation about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Your pastor should know if there are people in his congregation whose consciences are bothered by the music that is being sung on a Sunday. Right. That's important. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I think that's a helpful conversation to have. Yeah, that was good. Um, So this is Leftovers. If you've got a topic you want us to cover with no notes and no prep, hit us up. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. As always, this is Kenny and Travis signing off. Bye.